everybody has the same struggles and everybody has the same wins and we're all just trying to like support each other. So it's a really, really big community that I think is all kind of clapping for each other right now, especially right now. Hello, Jackie. Thank you for Hello. coming on another episode of The Cherapist. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I'm, your, I'm your hype girl. <laughs> Jackie is an educator for L'Oreal, correct? Yes. 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 She, and you specialize in balayage. I do, but really all things creative color. Balayage just has been, you know, the hot trend. The, the trending. And everybody, like, doesn't know how to pronounce it. Balayage, balayage. Balayage. Can I have that balayage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we know it's balayage. We got that. Yeah. And then you also own a salon. I do. I do. I own Chroma Salon in Tacoma, Washington. We just celebrated 11 years. Oh, my gosh. So, congratulations. Yeah, thank That's you. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. It's been 11 years. It's been 11 years. Yep. You're making me feel old. I, it makes me feel old because, <laughs> you know, I used to be young and it was the young girl that's opened a salon and <laughs> nobody says that anymore. Now we're the old ladies that own a salon. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out what to wear. So we look cool. <laughs> I was actually just telling Jackie about being in a class today, thinking that I was wearing my trendy billabong shirt my little crop top and I was like I don't know if I can pull this off anymore but hey didn't get any negative feedback so we're good <laughs> no it's good I know we used to laugh growing up you'd be like why doesn't my mom just dress cool like just see what's cool and then wear what's cool yeah. so you are educating you own a yes. salon yes. you first and foremost you have children and a family. I have children and a family. I have two boys, yep, and a husband and animals and all the things. So, you know, a normal, good old, crazy house life. And so then. How do you balance uh, all that? How do you do that? <laughs> well, first of all, anybody who's seeking balance, it's a lie. It's a false idea that somehow you'll maintain balance in your life, right? Uh, I think that we go through a lot of seasons, right? You have seasons of your life where things ebb and flow. And uh, I think right now I'm just trying to uh, do what is best at the moment, you know? And we have years where we're really busy behind the chair and we have years where we kind of slow down behind the chair and do other things. And uh, so, but that seeking of balance I've learned is uh an idea that you'll never reach. <laughs> There's something wrong with me that all these people on Instagram are saying how they live this balanced life, or are they just saying that for Instagram? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I is know. a false idea. There is no such thing as balance. Last year, I educated a lot. I taught 33 classes and got on an airplane 27 times. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and all 27 were east of the Mississippi. And, you know, anybody who's <laughs> listening might not understand the gravity of how many classes that is or the weight of it, <laughs> you know, but it really is, it, there are 12 months in a year. So let's <laughs> so uh, do the math, <laughs> do the math, right? Exactly. But, you know, we were coming off of COVID and we were coming off of no travel, you know, we were used to doing what we do and going out and teaching and that all came screeching to a halt and we sat at home and... We didn't have jobs for some of us for a while. And then, so when they started opening back up, I said yes to everything. 
And then I lived with the consequences of saying yes to everything. So that was my New Year's resolution, saying no to more things right. to maybe create a little more balance. Right. But or the, or the sounds like you're doing that. So yeah. that's good. That's so good. So this year, definitely, yeah, not taking a step back. I'm still out educating and doing all the things, but, um, but definitely being a little more selective in the amount of travel that I'm doing. <laughs> So that's awesome. Yeah. So how did you get into education? Cause really I wanted you to come on here. Cause I want, I've been hearing more and more in my classes and just out in the industry field that how do I become an educator? How does that work? How does that fit into right. my life? How, you know, what, here's all the information essentially, like right. we're going to, we're going to give you all the information right. on what it's like to be an educator. Right. The good <laughs> and the bad. Um, for me, it was a very interesting kind of unplanned adventure, I guess. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of ways to become an educator, right? And especially with social media the way it is now. But for me, uh, when I opened my salon right after that, I was approached by a sales rep actually who said, hey, you use our brand and I think you'd be a really good mix for this. And they just so happened to have this educator tryout. You should go do it. You should go do it. And I didn't really know much about it. And so I asked some questions and obviously I had been to education within our company and um, uh, Anoa, the hair color line had just launched. So there was a lot of education around that. So I was kind of seeing what was happening and I just kind of went to this audition completely blind and with zero preparation, having no idea what was happening. And uh, at the time their education started out a little different. So essentially you auditioned. If they felt like you were a good match, then you would go out and you'd shadow other educators, right? And so I basically, after I found out like, yes, we think you're a good match, I went out and shadowed a bunch. We had two then big education things a year that you went to that were, you know, travel and that you paid for out of pocket. Like all of this was free at this time. Like everything I was doing at this moment, I was doing it for free or paying out of pocket to go to these things. And, uh, when we say it's a passion, it is truly yeah, a passion yeah. because you were paying for yeah. it to do anybody it. anybody who chooses to get into education. Cause I think it's going to make them a lot of money. <laughs> not the right reasons, right? Just no. education is definitely because that's what you want to do. But the more that I got out there and shadowed other artists and the more I got to see what was it was like, the more I was like, ooh, that I, I really like this. Like we know how much we love working behind the chair, what you get out of that. You get to focus on a client, give them something beautiful. But this is like a completely different way to support our industry because I got to support other stylists and then watch them be successful. Yes. And that was really exciting and getting to go out and meet other things. And then, you know, getting to like, you know, sprinkle in shows and sprinkle in a little bit of that, like, you know, a little bit of bouginess that happens in some of those moments. You think it's all that. That. I think we go into education thinking that all education is these like, you know, these big shows and these big things. And I used to joke with my husband, like, I know I've made it when I get to do hair on stage and there's dancers behind me. No, you've made it when somebody was like, you inspired me so big time in your last class. That's when you've really made it. Right, but it's pretty right, fun to have the right, dancers and be on right. stage. I still have never had dancers. So I think I, that might just be a lost 
a lost hope. But uh, let me know your yeah. next show. I'll come dance behind <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> really awkward dancing. That sounds perfect. Um, Just here but, to be her hype girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, as you, as you do it, just like, you know, you, you kind of figure out that you're right. It's the messages you get a text or an email or a DM or whatever that says, I just did what you told me to do, or I took a technique that you taught, or I learned, you know, I used a different, you know, mixing or whatever it was, and they were successful with it, and they want to show you, and it made them money, or it made them faster, or it made them more confident or whatever that's, that's it. That's why we do it. Totally. Um, as you and I were talking earlier, you know, the first, for me, the first five years, you make pennies, pennies. You definitely Except pay your dues. You, you pay your dues. To, to what you do behind the chair, right? Yeah, we all know absolutely. behind the chair in a day. Your first long time of education, <laughs> you're like, really? <laughs> Well, this is fun. I'm getting away from behind the chair. It's something different. I'm inspired. I mean, you really, it is really passion. You know, the people who right. are the higher ups in the company who travel for a living. So I'm going to be interviewing Sarah Lund from Kevin Murphy, who she's yes. on board with them, 100% master, you know, traveling around. And that's all she does. She's no longer, right. she'll take a few clients here and there, but she's no longer behind the chair. And right. that's a whole different ball of wax. Like you, oh, yeah. you can leave behind the chair if you don't want to do it anymore and go do something mm-hmm. like that. Or you can a balance, I air quote, yeah. <laughs> and do behind the chair. <laughs> and running around. And, and running around. And yeah. then also do education. But right. it is nice because you get to go, you visit salons, you get new ideas on like, oh my gosh, oh my they gosh. organize their color. So cool. I'm gonna go back and do my salon mm-hmm. like that. Or you meet somebody that you're just like, I think you should be in education. Mm-hmm. Or you just meet that person that you inspire, like you said, that's DMing you or texting you and saying you changed the way I balayage, which I watched your videos when you were starting to do some of those little fun, like how to's. And I watched one of them like over, Oh my gosh, look at how she gets the consistency. And you were talking, (laughs) I was like, I got to try that. So you inspired me too. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, that's, that was, that's the fun, right? Is, and we do, we get to go all over the place and meet all these different people. And it's really fun when you get to meet them again over and over, they come to multiple classes or you get invited back into their space and you get to start to build those relationships, but also going all over the place, you learn really quickly. Like we are all doing what we do, you know, and it might vary slightly from here to there or wherever, but for the most part, like everybody has the same struggles and everybody has the same wins and we're all just trying to like support each other. So it's a really, really big community that I think is all kind of clapping for each other right now, especially Isn't right that now. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love that because, you know, when I first got into hair, which I don't know, feels like 20 years ago now, mm-hmm. I think I am going on a long time. I won't say how many years. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm closer to 20 than not. How about that? <laughs> That's what we'll say. Perfect. There was a lot of competition and I touched mm-hmm. on this in the toxicity within the salon, there's a lot of competition, like, Oh, don't go see them or don't go do this or don't leave me. But I, I am constantly like, go to Chroma, go over to the beach house, Mm -hmm. go to Willow, go to (laughs) go Foxfire. Like I'm sending people out because I'm so incredibly busy. And I know that, you know, new stylists that need new people. I'm just like, Hey, check this person out. They're taking new clients. Not that I'm not 
because I don't want to mm-hmm. shoot myself in the foot. But it's so nice to see us right. all working together and sending right. people other places. And, you know, like my clients move, get online. Hey, who lives here? Mm-hmm. It's just so nice to have that community without being like, right. oh, I better find one of my friends right. because I don't want them to go to this person. It's, right. It's not like that anymore. And I love that. It's really not. I mean, I just taught a class a, a month, a little over a month ago in a salon that's in university place, which for me is what, 15, 20 minutes, right? Yeah. We essentially have the same clientele location base. And I'm just there just talking, telling them everything. And it was such a fun class and it was so open and it was so, it was actually almost more fun because we could speak specifically to price points and we could speak specifically to the kind of clientele that walks in and to the kind of goals that we have. And it was great. And there was no, there's no, comp, like, there's no, comp, there's, there's no secret clients. There's, there's no, no secrets. secrets. We just, no. we tell everybody what we know because we want everybody to be successful. Right. And I think that's an educator mindset. We've all met the people who are not that way. But as a true educator mindset, you're like, this is what I know. And it's actually better if I share it. Absolutely. It's not for me to hide. It's like the purpose of this life is to put it out there and give them everything. Because if they go get to be successful because of things I shared, it actually lifts up the whole industry. And the whole community is just better for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love that. No, I love that. And that's one thing that going out there and educating, you're just like, I want you guys to be successful. I want success for you. Because mm-hmm. there's so many heads. Like I remember coming out of beauty school even and saying, there's so many heads to go around. I'm going to build my people. I'm going to find my clientele. It's right. whatever. But it was, we were still a little bit stuck in that like, nope, nope. You got to hoard your clientele. And it was like, no. Right. No, you don't because they're not stuck with you. (laughs) I think social media was really the game changer for that because it used to be you went to a place and the salon carried all the clients. And if you left, they couldn't find you. And the difference is, I mean, social media has benefited our industry in so many ways. But I think one of the things that benefited is like a client is a client and they get to choose to go wherever they want. Nobody owns them. You don't own them as as a stylist. The salon doesn't own them. And so if a client wants a change or to follow somebody or to not follow somebody, like that is their own choice. So because of that, it has required us to keep up on top of our game because (laughs) a client can go anywhere and they're always going to have new stuff shoved in their face all the time. So if you as a stylist aren't continuing your education, then they're going to see that you know, Joe Schmo down the street is doing something cool and new and maybe light and hair on fire or something. Maybe that's what they want. I mean, you don't light hair on fire. I don't know. Right. Trends. That's trending. There was a trend. Uh, Jacob Kahn and Ben White, they do a, this is a bad idea podcast. And Mm -hmm. it was, I'm pretty sure there was one where they were lighting hair on fire, but don't quote me on that. (laughs) It sounds like it smells real bad. I'm not it. You got to have a lot of incense in that salon. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's happening. Okay. So um, my favorite part of the show, asking you what your craziest story is. (laughs) Um, So I will give the story specific to education. I was in uh, another state on the other side of the country. Usually when we go out and educate, a lot of the times we'll 
at least the way my day a lot runs is I get a morning demo, right, where I have a live model that I do for the class. And then we do an afternoon hands-on on mannequin work that usually pertains to whatever I did in the morning. So the salon, because I'm traveling from all over, the salon is in charge of finding our models, right? All is good. So this specific model showed up and... Um, it's usually, it's a mix, right? Sometimes yeah. it's a really great model. Sometimes you get like virgin hair and you're like, this is yes. amazing. Or, <laughs> or you get somebody who just has really great hair. This was one of those, like there had been a lot of things happening. But you know what? This is what we do. This is what happens behind the chair, right? We don't get to be, not every model gets to be the perfect head of hair. So we talked about it. And, but we'll just say that she had recently lost her significant other. And I was really happy to get to do this for her because, Help you her. know. Right. And yeah. it makes somebody feel better. Like yeah. she's down, you know, we just keep going. So we do our demo. I apply all the color. She's processing. We're good. I'm getting the hands on going. It's time for her to be rinsed. And in this specific salon, it was a gorgeous salon, like so beautiful. They had a separate shampoo area, you know, whole separate room. So I made sure the class was good. I'm going to take the model back. So I take her into this private room. The salon is closed outside of this. So there's nobody else in here. And as anybody who's lost somebody in their life, we know that they're, they're always on the forefront of your mind, right? So I asked her, well, tell me about your significant other. So she starts telling me about this person and says, um, I said, well, how did you meet? And she proceeds to tell me that they were first cousins. Oh. <laughs> but they didn't oh, grow up together. They didn't grow up together. So it was fine. Okay. And of course, as you can imagine, I was pretty dumbstruck and I was kind of like, you have to process information really fast. And we know every hairstylist that is worth their weight in gold has a poker face beyond any measure, right? Like we see stuff, we hear stuff and we just, you got to roll. It just yeah. is what it is. And so I said, oh, um, and then I realized that she had told me earlier that they had children. Oh, yeah. So okay. then I was like, okay, and it like nothing had happened. She proceeded to tell me why everything was fine and they had had genetic testing. And then she finishes with, really the hardest thing was is telling them that they couldn't marry anybody within our family because if they did, their children wouldn't be okay. Oh. And I just remember toning hair and being like, I, I don't even know what to do. Like, how do you respond to this? you might just have to go back to like we're all royalty here we're just trying to keep it in the family just yep. put that in your head <laughs> yep so I just kind of let her talk and I just I said okay and we just refocused back onto the hair world and I have never run out of a uh, you know, I finish my class, we finish our hands on, all is good. I oh thank gosh. the salon and I leave and I jump into my rental car and call my husband. I'm like, oh my God, guess what just happened? <laughs> okay, um, I thought Ryan had the craziest story, but I think you might actually, I don't know, they just keep getting crazier, so... I, you know, we always joke that like you, you know, the name of your podcast to all about therapy and we, we hear everything and people love to sit down in the salon and just blah, everything. Yeah. Right. But, um, Felt real comfortable. That, that one wins. And I kept trying to process 
am I the only person who knows this in her world because she's never told anybody? Or is this like a normal, like where I was either a safe person that she was never going to see again, or this is just commonplace in her world and everybody in her world knows this. I didn't ask. Yeah, that's that was smart. Um, before we go on to a little known fact <laughs> about you, I must um, speak about my sponsor. Of course. Trey from a Style Sharp Shears, he actually sponsors the therapist. Amazing. And he is actually, he's a guardian angel because he comes in, he sharpens my shears. And then I have them back the same day. I don't, no offense against mailing out, but I really like to have them back same day and then they're sharp and perfect and amazing and I love him so that's awesome style sharp cheers he is my sponsor thank you Trey I know he's the best do you do you know Trey I, I do does he come I and do. sharpen your shears he has not yet but uh you'll love him I'll have to try him out yeah I no, mean it's... you can give him a guinea pig pair but I can promise you by the shape of my shears they are impeccable that's and he awesome. will tell you too, like, ooh, these only have so much time left in them, or ooh, these are doing great. He's really, he's awesome. Oh, and he fits awesome. into the salon atmosphere, just like he camouflages himself perfectly, or he interacts really well. In fact, I think he might have gotten one of my stylists a new client out of one of those. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. always smoothing, aren't we? We're he just works there. really well for networking too. That's awesome. um, okay, so a little known fact about you. Ooh. A little known fact about me, I grew up in a very, very small town, like uh, I went to this, uh, very tiny. I, I, we say things where I grew up, there's no traffic lights, no fast food, and you say things like, do you want to go to town? Because when you don't live in town, you have to drive there. Where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew up in a place called Suncrest. Washington. Where is Suncrest? It's, uh, it's outside of Spokane. So okay. when people meet me and they say, where are you from? I always say Spokane because, okay. you know, it's kind of like if you lived in Rainier, but you said you were from Tacoma or Puyallup or something okay. because nobody, or Yelm, right? Like, you know, yeah, right. Is it um, any close proximity to Deer Park? Yes, actually. We are probably like 30 minutes from Deer Park. We played Perfect. them in high school sports, Perfect. right? So there I know you go. where that is. Okay. My horse so, moved yeah. there. <laughs> oh, there yeah, you go. She lives yep. there now. And I have, you know, and because of that, I have animals like you. I have a horse and two donkeys, two dogs, a cat, saltwater fish, all the nice. things. I know. I just keep gaining them. I grew up in the tiny town. My husband grew up here in a big, big school. And we, the first time I took him out there, I think he thought I was taking him out to kill him. He just kept driving. He's like, I like that because you really seem like a big city girl. So I think that I always could have never told you. Right. I think I always wanted that. And I think that was an interesting thing about, you know, doing hair and becoming an educator. When we went to beauty school, um, I always had these big dreams of like, you know, go to a big city and do big hair and magazines and fashion week and all of that stuff. And then you know, you don't think it's possible because you're, it's so little, like you're, you're here, you're such a tiny little fish, right? And then I think the, the education side has allowed me to realize that I get to do all of that. It, different stuff it might not be exactly what I imagined, but the stuff I've been able to do is such a mix of good. Like I still get to work with my behind the chair, right? I still get to see my clients and have build those relationships. And then I get to go out and do all of this fun stuff, 
but I mean, I'm 11 years into education and, you know, it's not glamorous. There's, I mean, how many times you've been to airport by yourself stuck? Yeah. And in the Chick-fil-A line, like I just need to eat something. Yeah. You're trying to eat something or you're trying, you know, your flight got canceled and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get home. Cause you also have clients tomorrow, you know, or you have to make it back to pick your kids up from school. That happened to me a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the times people don't realize a lot of the times when we teach on, at least for me, when I teach on a Monday, even if I, let's say I teach in Florida, I'm going to fly to Florida on Sunday. I'm going to stay Sunday night. I'm going to get up on Monday morning on Eastern standard time, teach a class, get done, drive to the airport, get on a flight, fly back home and take clients on Tuesday morning. That sounds about right. Sunday to Monday. So for anybody out there looking to be an educator, there's your work week, Sunday to Monday, unless you go full time at it. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right. And I mean, obviously, it depends on what you're doing behind the chair. But for me, Tuesdays are a huge, big, long day. And so I've always, you know, continued to work. But uh, it's, I mean, it's awesome. And we love it. And you know, there's some parts that are just glorious. But there is a lot of, there's a lot of grinding that happens behind the scenes and a lot of training and a lot of prep and a lot of uh, unpaid hours. Yes. that happens so that when you set foot in that salon, it looks like you know what you're doing. Well, you've done a really good job of looking at least like <laughs> you know what you're doing. And thank you so much for coming on this pod on the oh podcast. Gosh. I'm just, I'm yeah. just stoked to have you on because thank you so much for having you, me. you're awesome and you have a lot of good information to give. And so here you are. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'll spiel myself. If you want to find me, I'm on Instagram at Jackie Epp. And uh, Salon is Chroma Salon Tacoma. And yeah, you can follow my stuff and I go all over the place. So, And you should follow Jackie. She's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me on here. This is so fun.